So I want to preach today to you. I might have you out of here before noon, before the lunch rush. And I said something on Wednesday night. I don't know, do you, have you ever said something and it's like, why didn't I ever think of that earlier? I, that's, I'm, I'm like, why didn't I think of that earlier? That makes a whole, that's pretty f- profound. So I said something Wednesday night during church that after I kept thinking about it, I'm like, why didn't I, I mean, why haven't I thought, just thought about that? It's so simple, you know? And the thought was this. We already know we win. We already know that we win. Don't we? If you've read the book, in the back of the book, you know we win. So if you know you win, all you got to do is just stay in the race. Just stay in the race. All you got to do don't give up. Don't quit. Don't turn around. Stay in the race. Just keep swimming, swimming. That's what Dora says. Just keep swimming, swimming. That's what you got to do. You don't have to stop. You don't have to slow down. That's our choice. So I want to just kind of give you a snapshot of, of this today, this thought. So we know we're all, we already win, and so we're just, if you just stay in the race, you're going to win. If you get out of the race, you've got a chance that you may not win. You've got to stay in the boat. Acts chapter 28, I believe it is, maybe, 27 or 28, there was a shipwreck, and Paul was in that shipwreck, and he said, except you stay in the boat, you're going to perish. Except you stay in the church, you're going to perish. Okay, pastor, so you t- you saying that I need the church to be saved? Oh, that is exactly what I'm saying. Because a church is a body of believers. And you are a part of the body. Right? I'm part of the body. I have a body. It's a big body. I'm a wide body. I'm a 777. Amen. I'm not an ultralight. I guarantee you that. And... What I really like is when you go to get in your vehicle after you're five foot tall, I'm sorry, five feet, three quarters of an inch tall wife has got out and does not put the seat back. Brethren, can I hear an amen? And you go to get in and your knees slap you upside your head because it's not And they're getting in on the other side, and they're like, oh, what's wrong with you? And you're like, you can't even breathe because your diaphragm is getting smashed. Cause you... So you know how that is. But my ho- all the parts of my body are with me today. I mean, I didn't, I didn't leave my 
arms out in the suburban. I didn't leave my ear in the suburban. I didn't leave, I didn't leave anything of my body. It, it's here because it makes up the body, and that's the same way with the church. And I, I, I'll, I, maybe I'll preach a lesson message on this one day, but you know God put the church in our lives. It started out in, it, with uh, Cain and Abel and a sacrifice, and then from there it went to Moses in Egypt in a sacrifice. And then after that it was the tabernacle. God gave Moses the plan for the tabernacle. And he built the tabernacle. That was the church in the wilderness. And then after that, uh, King David had taken care of all of Solomon's enemies. And so for 40 years Solomon built the house of the Lord. And there was peace in Israel. That when, now the tabernacle became the temple of Solomon. There was a place for them to go. Every, every time you did something in your life, you had to take a sacrifice to the church, to the tabernacle, or to the temple. When you had a baby, you had to take the baby to the temple, to the tabernacle. Amen. Come on now. It's the church. And then from there, Herod built, they, Solomon's temple was destroyed. Herod built a temple then in Jerusalem. That's where Jesus stood in the middle of it. And he said, three days, destroy this temple in three days. I'll, I'll bring it back to life. I'll raise it up again. They thought he was talking about the building, but he was talking about his body. And then from there, in all the synagogues the Jews had, they met on the Sabbath. Jesus went to the synagogue on the Sabbath, as was his custom. Jesus went to the house of the Lord, the church. There's, a, there's something about power and assembly. And then the early church met in synagogues and outside and, and in groves and in houses and until we've come to this idea of church today. Now, we don't worship these walls, but this is a place where we come and gather strength from each other. This is where the body comes and gets nourished. Amen. And so, yeah, church is a very important part of your life. I know some people don't like church. People have been hurt in church, and I hate that, but, you know, people get hurt at Walmart. People get hurt on their job. You're always going to get hurt somewhere. You don't want to get hurt, stay in your house. But I guarantee you when you come down the steps, you're going to twist your ankle and fall anyway and probably bust your elbow. So you're going to get hurt staying in your house. As long as you're alive, you're going to get hurt somewhere. Oh, look, I ain't even left the title slide yet. So God brings us to this point here, and we want to go to the book of Genesis today, Genesis chapter 3. In the King James, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of the tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You, sh you shall not surely die. The minute you know that the devil's lying to you is when he tells you the opposite of what God just said. And how do you know when the devil's lying? When he's moving his lips. When his lips are moving, he's lying because he's a liar and the father of all lies. Amen. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open. You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and there was the tree is to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Amen. This is how we, it all started for us. 
we already started out on the losing side. We all started out because of Adam and Eve. We all started out as sinners. Amen? Now, I want you to notice here, I was born a sinner. Psalm 51.5 says, And yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, I was a sinner. Adam and Eve, once they realized they were naked, they took fig leaves and sewed them together and made them aprons to cover themselves. Now, what happens to leaves after a while that are off of the tree? They die. They wither away. They dry. Amen. And eventually, it's not going to work to cover the nakedness anymore. You see, that was man's way. God's way is totally different than our way. God's plan and God's purpose in our lives and in this world is totally different. We were born sinners because of the fall. We were, we were lost before we even got a chance. We were lost before we were even born. How about that? What a deal. Well, the odds were totally against us. We were born in sin. We were shaped in iniquity. In sin, the Bible says, and the King James did our mother, my mother conceived me. Amen. And Ezekiel 18.4, behold, all souls are mine. Everybody say, all souls. Amen. Every soul is the Lord's. That's that spark of divinity that comes at conception. When that egg and that sperm come together and it unites, there's a spark of divinity that brings life into that cell. And that's from God. We are all created in the image of God. We are all made in the image of God. We think like God. We reason like God. God uses thoughts and words. We use thoughts and words. We are made in the image of God. The devil hates God. The devil hates you. The devil's going to continue to hate you. The devil will never like you. Somebody was saying, you know, they heard somebody that, 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 that said, oh, my, the devil is really fighting hard. Somebody else responded, no, the church is just really soft. And I thought about that. The devil's never going to like you. There are going to be people at your job who don't like you. They don't like you living for the Lord. They don't like you serving the Lord. It could be a point of contention to where, because of your lifestyle, you make them feel bad. Like I said a couple weeks ago, and, and it just happened this week, somebody, a, a lady, how about that, a lady, a woman, a woman, dropped the F-bomb in front of me. And she said, oh, Reverend, I'm so sorry. I said, it, do you think that's the worst thing I've ever heard? I said, you want, you want me to go back to the farm? I'll take you back to the farm. She felt so bad, she started crying. Why? Apparently, there's a situation there. There's a reverence for the office. And so she came to that point, and she said, oh, I'm so sorry. But people get convicted when you're living right and you're around them and they're not living right. People get convicted when they're out doing all the sinning and you're not sinning at all. People, when they're laughing at something on the Internet that they found that was kind of crude and rude, but you don't find any laughter in it at all. Are you seeing there's going to be a war all the time? You might as well get used to it. When you came into the kingdom, you came into a war. You came from victimhood to a soldier. 
Because you were born a sinner. You were already a victim of the fall of Adam and Eve. You were already a victim of the decisions that Adam and Eve had made. So you've been walking around all this time as a victim, but suddenly when you come across the master's hand, when you come across the master's plan, amen, when you come across what the master has put in place, and God takes that sin out of your life, and he puts his spirit in there, and he resurrects that dead man that's been dead all of that millennia, and suddenly you stand up and you're a new creature in Christ. There's going to be a war that's going to happen. You've now left victimhood and you're now an arm in the army of the Lord. You're now a soldier. In fact, some of you are special forces. Some of you are rangers and seals. Hallelujah. But you don't know it yet. You don't realize it yet. Because the devil doesn't want you to realize it. All these teenagers back here. Brandon and Lauren, you guys just keep it up. You can have a whole nother row behind you. No, put them in front of you. You got to put them in front of you. Amen. Put those teenagers in front of you. Now, I didn't get to experience this, but my older brothers did. They would line up. All the grandsons would line up. And listen, the Zimmermans, they're like the Whirlies, you know, hundreds, hundreds, yea, verily thousands. They would line up in the, in the pew, and Grandma Zimmerman would sit behind them. Now, this was before we heard, knew, knew that hate and speech went together, right? Or acts of hatred. And when those boys got to talking and carrying on in church, Grandma would just flick them on the back of the head. If we did that today, we'd have DCFS in here and Project Child and Chassis and everybody else. But out of that row of preachers, I think there was, uh, out of that row of maybe five or six, I think four of them were preachers and pastors by the time it was all done. But you know what? These young people can become soldiers of the cross. They can become powerful. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how, how much wisdom or knowledge you have. It's how much is your hunger for the Lord. Are you hungry for the Lord? Do you want more out of the Lord? Amen. God can use the Bible. says, in the last day, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And what did he, what's the next line say? And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. God wants to use everybody, not just old people. He wants to use young people. He wants to use teenagers. He wants to use babies. How about, you know, your little six-year-old or your little, or how about, how about Edison not even being able to talk? God could put an anointing on him and he could begin to speak and speak prophetically right here, right now. You say, Pastor, he can't even talk right now. I'm telling you, God can do anything. If God can put the earth together, he can make a six-month or seven-month-old prophesy if he wanted to. How many donkeys you seen talking lately? See, God can do anything, but the devil wants to cloud your thinking. He wants to cloud your mind. He wants to cloud your mind with doubt and despair. He wants to cloud your mind with oppression. Hallelujah. But the Lord said, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. And the soul that sins, it shall die. And so we're in this victimhood, and we have a death sentence on us. We have a death sentence on us, and we have no hope. But thank God. 
Amen. We have no hope at all. But God said, I will make, in Genesis 3.15, today's English version has a beautiful uh, translation of this scripture. He said, I will make you and the woman hate each other. Her offspring and yours will always. Everybody say always. You know, that ain't part-time. That ain't even Walmart. Walmart, what's their, what's their motto? It's, all, it's on their building. Always. Always. Walmart, always. I always don't like to go to Walmart. I always get caught at Walmart. I always forget something at Walmart. Watch this one. I always spent too much money at Walmart. Always. Well, before Walmart borrowed it, God already had it. Always. You're always going to be enemies. There's going to be people trying to make deals with you. There's going to be people trying to get your plan sideswiped. There's going to be people trying to get your plan changed. When I first came here, I came here to be a youth pastor. And so I was a youth pastor. But, you know, hey, sometimes you don't make very much money. And so I was talking to a, to a businessman here in town. And for some reason, he took a liking to me. You know, I've heard I've, most of the time I'm a likable guy. Then there's a couple people that tell me what they really think of me, and then that kind of brings me back down to reality and says, well, maybe I do have some problems. Amen. And so this guy's talking to me. And he said, I'll tell you what, if you want to come work for me, he said, I will get you a job. He said, I will, I will get you set up. And he said, in a few years, you'll be making six figures. Lord Jesus, have mercy. And it was something that I would be very interested in. Remember that? But before I could even think about it, the words started coming out of my mouth. I did not come here to do that. I came here to be a youth pastor. And if I do this, I think I will not be able to fulfill what the Lord has called me to do here. So I didn't do it. The devil's always going to be bargaining with you. And I'm not calling that individual devil. I'm just saying that was the enemy just trying to, to divert my plan. Don't let the devil divert your plan. He's always going to hate you. Don't think that somebody that hates you at work now is going to be your friend later. I'm talking to somebody. Don't think that somebody at work or somebody that's had uh, animosity toward you is going to suddenly change and be your friend because it probably is just a trick of the devil. So you better keep watching. It says that her offspring will crush your head and you will bite their heel. We are the offspring of the woman. Amen. The offspring of the woman started with Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen. The offspring of the woman started with Jesus Christ. He was the firstborn of the dead. And now he has many followers such as you and I. Amen. Because we believe that when we die, we're going to rise again one day. Amen. Doesn't matter how our bodies rotted and decayed and went back to the dust in the earth. Hallelujah. Because there's a power of resurrection still there, still inside of us. But he said this, there's always going to be war. So you might as well get ready. There's always going to be war. And in this hour that we're living in, it is going to get more intense. Gone are the days 
Going to the good day, the good old days. Remember how January 2020 was? That probably ain't coming back. It's done. And we ain't seen nothing yet because we got, we got an election coming up in 24 days. And it don't matter who loses and who wins. People are going to burn stuff down, and people are going to riot, and there's going to be chaos in the streets. You keep watch. Just hang on. Just hang on. But there's a shifting and a shaking in the land, and it's also in the church. God's going to find some brothers and sisters of us who are willing to say, Lord, I'm ready to go the next, to the next level. I'm ready to go to the next level. I'm not out here on the fringe by the fire, on the edge of the fire, trying to warm myself. I'm going into the fire. I want to be into the fire because there's always going to be haters, and there's always going to be enemies of our soul. So we might as well get on the winning side, and we might as well say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now watch. Now in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, when Jesus shows up on the earth, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Everybody say power. God's wanting a power church. God is wanting a power church. God is wanting a power people. God is wanting some power people at our workplaces. God's wanting power people at Walmart. Yes, Walmart. God's wanting power people at Dollar General. Yes, Dollar General. Oh, hallelujah. God's wanting you to be a power person. He wants you to walk in power. He wants you to walk in victory. And the devil says, but you're weak and you're shy and you're not very bold and you can't do it. Listen, if God put his spirit in you, you got everything you need to do what God wants you to do. Amen? You got everything. He went around doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Everybody say, God was with him. Is not God with you? Is not God with us? Yes? Yes? Matthew 16, 18 says, Jesus has said, I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It doesn't matter if they say you can't meet corporately anymore. We can meet in houses. We can meet under trees. We can meet on the Internet. We can meet in a parking lot. Hallelujah. What I'm saying is it doesn't matter what the world and the devil throws against the church. God is still going to have a church. We have to choose and decide whether we're going to be part of that church. We're going to have to choose and decide whether I'm just going to live on the fringe. I'm going to tell you what happens on the fringe. You want to know what happens on the fringe? They're the first ones the enemy takes out. Oh, your Lord, you know I'm right. Yeah, they're the first ones on the fringe that leave. They get knocked out. They get rolled over. They get runned over. Now, the holidays are coming up, and I would suggest to you to not take the preaching time that I'm doing right now and get on the Internet and look up holiday recipes. You might not want to do that because that's fringe Christianity. Art, Art says keep that microphone up to your mouth, Pastor, so I can hear you. All right, Art, I did it. That's called fringe Christianity. Amen. God's looking for some soldiers. 
God's looking for some warriors in this last hour. Listen, when cities are burning, and here's the, here's the purpose. Here's the purpose of these riders. Now they're taking it to the suburbs. Get ready. Get ready. They're going to come to small towns, too, because they want everybody ups, upset and in an uproar. They want everybody involved in this mess and fiasco. That's why God's going to have to have a church that has strong people in it, a church that has people on fire, a people that's not afraid. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A people that's not afraid, 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 afraid. You can't be afraid and fear God. God said, fear not. It's okay to be afraid. Just don't tell anybody. Right? There's been times, Amy, when I've been afraid, I just didn't tell you. Just don't be afraid. Don't tell anybody. You got to be strong. The hour is coming. He said he wants a church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. He said, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That's the authority of you. That's the authority of you. That's the authority of you. You got that authority. I know some of you walked in your, I, some of you walked in your offices. You go in there early. People giving you a hard time. Tell you what you do. You get that oil out, and you just smear it under their desk and under their keyboard and under their mouse. And just smear everything oil. Just little tidbits. Just say, in the name of Jesus, Lord, this, this person's spirit's got to come under your control. This person's driving me crazy. Hallelujah. It works. It works. It's time to take authority. Quit letting the devil beat you up. Quit letting the devil beat you up, and then you laying around crying about it. Why don't you get up and fight a little bit? That is good. That is. This, this is pretty good preaching today. It ain't much, but it's all I got. Amen. It's all my notes. The devil sees you when you cry. The devil hears you when you speak words that are negative coming out of your mouth. The devil hears that. And that's where he's going to attack you at. Exactly where you tell him to. Amen. Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips. Well, the devil can't build nothing in your life if you're praising the Lord at all times. But you don't understand. Challenges come my way. Well, you're the only one that gets challenges. You don't understand. Failure comes my way. Are you the only one that experiences failure? You don't understand. Problems come my way. Are you the only one that has problems? Everybody has problems. Brother Tracy, everybody has problems. We all have problems. All of us have problems, and your problem is bigger than my problem to you. And my problem is bigger than your problem to me. It's all about position. It's all about where you're at. You can be on the ground, and you can be suffering from a rainstorm and a thunderstorm and high winds, a hurricane. But if you get on a plane and you go high enough, you're above the wind. You're above the rain. You're above the hurricane. What am I saying? It's time for us to get elevated in Jesus Christ and take flight in the Holy Ghost and say, God, you've got to take me over this storm. You've got to take me over this fear. You've got to take me over all these distractions. You can do it. You can do it. I hope this is encouraging you. Are you encouraged? 
If we left right now, would you be encouraged? If you pulled up to Pondegrosa and got to the Eaton Bar, Kirsten, you serving us today? Tonight. What time? Till what? Four to close. I don't know what time that is, but eight, four to eight. There you go. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose shall be loosed. Amen. What are you doing with your power? Jesus said, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Did you see that? I have given you authority. The King James says, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. The New Living puts it as, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. You tell the devil what to do. Oh, now that just crossed some theological situations. You can tell the devil what to do. You can tell the devil what to do. In case you haven't heard that, you can tell the devil what to do. I give you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Now, I do not believe that is a literal translation, but he is using snakes and scorpions in a sentence in a, is it a hyperbole? No. In a, in a, it talks about, it's talking about the demons. Metaphor, metaphoric, in a metaphoric way. My sister-in-law, Kathy, would be so proud of me. A master's degree in English. Can you imagine how exciting that would be? A master's degree in English. When we talk around her, before we talk, we try to think through our sentences. But then every now and then you just throw one out and see if she catches it. And sometimes she say, it's not, listen, his self is not a word. His self is not a word. Just letting you know that because we had a whole afternoon debate one day about that. His self is not a word. I'm kind of just telling you. Next time you go to use it, you're going to remember this sermon. His self is not a word. So he says, you can walk through the enemy's camp and you'll crush them. You can walk through the situations that the enemy sets up to destroy you, and you can crush them. You can walk through there, and it's not going to bother you. Nothing will injure you because you're walking in my authority. But the devil doesn't want you to know that. The devil doesn't want you to believe that. He wants you to think that he can take you out anytime he wants. Let me tell you something. If the devil could take you out anytime he wanted, he would have already taken you out. Amen? Has he attacked you enough in this walk and in this journey? Has he done enough stuff to you to take you out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you something. The devil cannot do any more to you than what you and I allow him to do. Oh, he can roar. Oh, he can rage. Oh, he can look so big and so puffed up. But the Bible says, behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Well, if you're not here, I'm telling you, it feels good. Does it feel good? Woo, yeah. Yeah. Oh, pastor, you don't operate by feelings. I'm just using that to help these folks. I know you don't operate by feelings. Amen. But I know what the Word says. Amen. Nothing will injure you. Say nothing. 
Matthew chapter 10, go and, out, go and announce to them the kingdom of heaven is near. What you going to do, you, everywhere you go, you're going to preach. Casey's going to preach at her job. She's been preaching at her job for years. St. Francis of Assisi. Sylvia, you remember him? Okay. He said, preach wherever you go. And if necessary, use words. What was he saying? Let your light shine. You can walk into your office and people say, something different about Casey over there. Something, what's going on there? They want to know if she got some new wine or something. She got a new spring outfit. Something different about Casey. Well, yeah, Casey got some new wine. Came out of Joel's place. Joel chapter 2. It's called the Holy Ghost. For those of you who speak Spanish, the Spirit of Santos. Agua. Alto, that's stop. Amen. He said, wherever you go, preach. All the time, you don't have to say things. You just live it. Things come your way. Bad things come your way, and they watch how you handle it. Amen. I was working one time on a roof with a guy, and he knew I went to church. We was with some other guys. For some reason, I don't know why, but I had about a, I had about an eight-pound sledge, and I missed what I was trying to hit, and I hit my ankle. You know how fast the brain works. Do you know how many words came through my cranium at one time? It was like on a bullet train to Tokyo. All kinds of words. And somewhere in the middle of that traffic jam of verbiage, this, these words came out of my mouth. Praise the Lord! Now, I'm not telling you what the other words were in my mind, and I did not vocalize them, but I tell you, it was an internal healing inside. And you know what they said? This, this person has talked about this everywhere he goes for years. I saw that preacher bust his ankle with a 10 or 8-pound sledge, and all he said was, praise the Lord. He didn't cuss. He didn't say a word. No. No. Why? Because I'm trying to preach with my life. I'm trying to preach with my, my attitude. I'm trying to preach with my response to things. Not only did he say preach, he said heal the sick. Say heal the sick. Raise the dead. Okay, let's try this together. Say heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cure those with leprosy. Cast out demons. That's us. That's us. That's for the church. That ain't for the preacher. That's for the whole church. You're supposed to go over there and mow somebody's yard, and they come out and say they got a splitting headache, migraine headache, and they, they say, you know, uh, when you get a chance, pray for me. And you just climb down off of that old mower, amen, that old John Deere, and you say, I'm going to pray for you right now. 
Because I learned something in my life the last few years. We always say, well, oh, okay, we'll pray for you. And the Lord said, why don't you pray for him right now? So now I'm trying to make it a practice, say, when you need prayer, I'm going to say, okay, let's pray for you right now. And you know what? It might not be anointing oil, but you got all that greasy motor oil on your hands, and you just slap it across their head right there in their yard and just say this, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I curse this headache. I command you to leave right now in the name of Jesus. And listen, listen, brothers and sisters, something is supposed to happen. And if it doesn't happen, the first command, you keep commanding and keep commanding until it leaves. Hallelujah. Why? Because God said, I'm giving you authority over all the power of the enemy. I'm telling you, we know that we already win. We know that we already win. Give the Lord some praise, would you? I got to get some hydration from the hydranium. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cast out demons. Why are you putting up with devils torturing you? Why are you letting devils take sleep away from you at night? Why? Let me ask you Southern style. Why? Why? Doesn't that sound like Aunt Karen, Marty? That sound like Aunt Karen? Why? Why? Why are you doing that? Why? Why you let the devil take sleep away from you? He gave you authority over it. He gave you authority over the devil. Why are we letting him take sleep away from us? There was an old general of faith a few years ago that lived in England. His name was Smith Wigglesworth. He kind of saw the Lord do things in his ministry, life. He saw people raised from the dead. Saw people healed of cancers, tumors, all kinds of stuff. One night he was asleep in his room. While he's asleep, he said, the devil came into my room. He said, I woke up feeling his presence. He said, I looked at him and said, oh, it's just you. And he said, I rolled over and went back to sleep. Now, some of us would have hair falling out of our heads. Ah! My God, the devil's in my room. You're going to put my number on speed dial. But I guarantee you, I probably won't answer if it's in the middle of the night and I'm asleep. You might as well just call Sister Amy. But usually she's right beside me, so then she'll see. Or unless she hears my phone ring, then she crawls clear over my head to get to my phone. I'd, it's like, what are you doing? And this is, listen, this is how it'll sound. Oh, oh, oh. Pastor, the devil's in my bedroom. What am I going to do? Could you come over here? No, I ain't coming over there. It's 3.30 in the morning. Just ignore him. You think I, I see I see how you react when you see a spider. When people see spiders at, at my house going up the wall, the itsy bitsy spider. Oh, you gotta kill him. Oh, oh, kill him. Kill him. Kill him. Oh, God, kill him. 
Amy's deals bees. I've seen her just about throw a whole casserole of Hawaiian chicken into the abyss of eternity because a bee landed on her hand. Oh, a wasp, yes. But we got it. God gave you authority over the devil. It's time to learn your authority. It's time to learn your authority. It's time to say, listen, devil, if you're going to take sleep away from me, then I'm going to get up and I'm going to turn on some good Christian music and I'm going to sing praises all night long and speak in tongues. So do you want that? Do you really want that? Do you really want to go there? Some of you need to take the devil on a road trip. Y'all look at me like I'm nuts. I am not telling you nothing I haven't done. Go open the door to the passenger side. If the devil's been after you all day long and you don't know how to get rid of him, take him on a road trip and say, I want you to get in over here and put your seatbelt on because we hate to lose you. And you get in your car and you say, now here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take you on a road trip and this whole road trip, I'm just going to do nothing but speak in tongues and worship God. Because speaking in tongues is perfect prayer. Now, if you want to risk your life and ride with me for the next 30 minutes around in the country of Fayette County and listen to me speak in tongues for the next hour, you just stay right there. Otherwise, I would suggest that you might want to unbuckle your seatbelt and get on out the door because I'm fixing to lay into you. He said, I give you power, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. Brothers and sisters of Family Worship Center, it is time to step it up. It is time to say, I'm not going to let the devil push me around anymore. Hallelujah, I'm here, I'm here to stay, and I'm here with power. Okay, so while while I was while I was dealing with the the COVID, man, I got it before ten million people in the country got it. How in the world did I get it so fast? Wow. The thing was, I didn't I didn't realize I had it. I couldn't even really enjoy it. I didn't realize I had it. Till like six days later when I lost my taste. And then two days later, Megan's test is positive. I'm thinking, oh, I think I probably got it too. So when I took everybody to the doctor, took a whole carload of them to the doctor, none of us had masks on. The lady at the doctor's office said, do you want masks? I said, are you kidding? We live in the same house. We breathe the same air. We eat and drink after each other. What we need a mask for? We're already dead and sick. We don't need a mask. But I noticed, I noticed that I got, like Johnny gets and Amy get the achy leg syndrome. But I was getting it before I got out of bed in the morning. I was getting it before I got out of bed. My legs were aching, and I hadn't even got up yet. And I said, Jesus, you got to do something with this lakey egg stuff. Praise the Lord. The lakey egg stuff. Lakey eggs. Is that what it was, the lakey eggs? Thank you, Brother Brandon. I'm going to stay right here with this section of support right here. Turn my back on the laughers over there. You know what? You can have lakey eggs too. If God can heal your achy legs, he can heal your lakey eggs. 
Jesus. He knew what I was saying when I was praying. He wasn't laughing, was he, Sister Teresa? He wasn't laughing. He knew. He said, what do you do? What do you do when you pray for somebody at church with pain? I said, I pray for him. He said, what happens if it don't leave? I said, I keep praying. He said, you keep praying until it leaves, don't you? I said, yeah. He said, why don't you practice what you preach? So I'm laying in bed, and I'm just starting to get to the, get, take care of the achy legs and the lucky eggs, both of them. Yeah, some of you caught that, both of them. Now, I start saying, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke these, this achy leg syndrome in the name of the Lord. I command you to leave now in Jesus' name. And nothing happened. And I called my pastor, Sister Amy. I said, oh, Amy, it won't leave. I prayed once and it won't leave. No. I said, you're going to go. You're going to go. You're going to go. You're going to go. What are you doing? Authority. What are you doing? Authority. I'm telling you, you need to start practicing authority. Some of you need to get, put the bottles away and the pacifiers and the nooks and ninnies, and you need to get out there and you need to start opening up your mouth and speaking some faith and speaking some authority. Well, what happens if it doesn't happen? What, ha- what are we going to do? Just keep saying it. Just keep swimming. Just keep speaking. Just keep declaring. Just keep decreeing. Just keep pushing it on there. Just keep putting it right on back on the devil. I'm telling you, devil, I'm going to do this until I win. We know who's going to win. So I kept on. I rebuke this pain. I cast you out of my body. I command you to leave my legs now in the name of Jesus. And in about the third time around, that pain left. And I hadn't had it since. Hallelujah. And that was over a month ago. I'm here to tell you that God is able to do what you speak. God is able to do what you're trying to do. Because he said, I give you power. I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. And he said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Come on now, lakey eggs. He said, rejoice. He said, don't be so happy about about the power you have and the authority. He said, but rejoice because your name's written in heaven. This isn't our home. This ain't our home. Look at your neighbor and say, this ain't my home. Say it like Southern, ain't my home. This ain't my home. I'm going somewhere else. I'm leaving this place. This is just dress rehearsal here. Hallelujah. All nations will hate you because you're my followers, but everyone who endures to the end will be saved. Hallelujah. You just hang on. Hang on. Don't leave the church. Don't leave the church. They say that in a different language. Don't leave the church. Well, Pastor, I believe God's calling me over here to do this. You know how many people have told me that? They ain't even in church now. They're not even going to church. Why? Why aren't they going to church? Because they let the devil deceive them. If God birthed you into a family, you don't look, when, when you're six years old, you don't come up at the family table and say, oh, we're going to have a family meeting, and I'm six years old, and I'm leaving this family because God told me to go somewhere else. That ever happened? I doubt it. In my house, if, we, if I'd have said that and we'd have said that, that would have knocked your head off shoulders. 
Say, well, you think you're going somewhere. Then as you got older, might have been a little stronger than dad. Then he'd say, well, just pack your stuff up and leave. What? I ran away one time from my mom and dad. We had a quarter-mile lane. Listen, we had a quarter-mile lane to the dirt road. Then we had another three-quarter mile of dirt road to hit what my dad called macadam. You ever heard of macadam? Blacktop. We lived a mile off the blacktop. We had to pie-pan sunshine into us. I ran away one time. I got me a little money. I got my change that I've been saving up. That's when postage was a dime. Made sure I took plenty of postage so, you know, so I could buy a stamp when I wrote my mom to wherever I ended up. Sent him back a letter saying, I'm fine, doing well. Got me a few things, and I made it to about the top of the hill, which is a tenth of a mile. I got scared, and I just went back. And I lived there until I was 18, and it was all right. I made it. This world's not our home. People are going to hate you because you follow the Lord. You might as well get used to that. People aren't going to like you because you're a Christian. People aren't going to like you because you put a damper on their nasty party they're trying to have. People aren't going to like you because you stand for the things of God. And it's going to get worse in this hour. Just get ready. It's going to get worse in this hour. Get ready, get ready, get ready. But we're not headed here in this world. We're headed somewhere else. Now, Revelation 3.21, and I'm closing. To those who will win the victory, I will give the right to sit beside me on my throne. Just as I have been victorious and now sit by my Father on his throne. If you have ears, then listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Let's all stand. Listen to what the Spirit's saying to the church today. If you overcome, if you win the victory, you're going to be in your Father's throne. You're going to make this. God didn't start you out to have you fail. Tim, God didn't put you in this church for you to say, I think I'm going to go somewhere else. And then you end up going somewhere else, and then you end up nowhere. You don't want to do that. God puts you here. You plant, you grow, you become fruitful. If the Lord says, Tim, I want you to move, and I, he ain't going to tell you this, all right? Because he would tell me this first. He'd say, Tim, I want you to move to Hawaii. And you know, up there in, in uh, Haleiwa, where the shrimp truck was and all that, I want you to start a church up there. Now, if you could say that to me, I'd say, Tim, I believe the Lord wants you to start a church, but he probably don't want you to start in Haleiwa. He probably, probably wants me to do that. But no. What I'm saying is if God gives you purpose for his will and it's time then to move on, yeah. But just because I love when people say, I ain't getting fed. That kind of hurt my feelings. People said, I just ain't getting fed here. Then I realized that they told that guy, a big guy, a big black guy in Dallas one time. They came up, they have been in this church for a while, and they said, we're not getting fed here. We're going to go to another church. And he said, well, that's all right. He said, you know, not every church is for every person. That's all right. And I thought if they told him that he, that he wasn't feeding them, then, hey, then, I, of course, that was T.D. Jake's. Imagine that. You walk up to TDJ, say, we're not getting fed here. We, we're going to go somewhere else. 
well, what do they what do they want? If they ain't getting fed there, that you just might as well plug in a welder to them on their toes, toenails, and fingernails, and turn it up all the way and give them a Marvin Harry experience, amen. Because that's what they're looking for. Endure to the end. Just keep taking steps. Just keep going by faith, amen. God's got a plan. We already know this that we win. We already know it. Look at your neighbor and say, well, we already know we win. So we just stay in the race. Amen. We just stay in the race. We just keep taking one step at a time, one step at a time, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes. Hallelujah. Let's just pray for a moment. Lord. In the name of Jesus. You've been so good to us, God. You've called us out of darkness. Placed us in your marvelous light. You've placed us in your marvelous light, Lord. And the enemy, God, would like to pull us aside and divert our attention. Pull us aside and have us looking at other things. But Lord, we know that we are already going to win. But you just got to help us stay in the race. Help us, Lord, not to look to the left or the right. Help us, Lord, not to look to any situation, circumstances, or people. We don't want to look at this person, and if this person fails, then God, that affects our faith. But our eyes are set, transfixed on you. Our eyes are set on you in the name of Jesus. Lord, move across this congregation now in the name of Jesus, we pray. Move across this congregation right now in the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah, Lord. Break out upon us. Give us stickability. Give us, Lord, a hunger for your kingdom. Give us, Lord, a hunger to realize that this journey in this earth is just temporary. It's just temporary. It's just temporary, Lord. It's going to change. It's going to, it's going to pass away. And what's eternal and what's going to last is coming up. What's going to last is coming up. What's going to last is going to show. Lord, because you said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am there, you may be also. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just pray today. If I've talked to anybody today, come on up. Anybody want to get another, a little bit more of anointing? Come on up. Anybody want to get a little bit more firepower? Come on up. Come on, this front area is open. We got lots of room. Maybe I talked about a situation that exploded in your spirit when I hit it. I didn't know it. I mean, the Lord just gives me words and I just preach them. Let it fall where it may. A couple years ago, I was preaching about a certain thing. and my, we, came, we went home and she said, why do you keep mentioning that? And I said, I don't know. It just keeps coming down on me. Until we got a phone call one day about a situation. <laughs> and it was the exact things I had been saying that we didn't know why we were saying them. 
God knows where you're at. God knows we're hungry. God knows we want this thing. I don't want a dead church. I don't want to be one of the churches that gets closed down. Not by the government. I'm talking about being closed down by the kingdom. I want to be a church that preaches the word. I want to be a church that lives the word. I want to be a people that walk the word and talk the word. I want to be a man of God that walks around and and people realize that I'm not going to cuss when I bust my ankle with a sledgehammer. Hallelujah. I want to leave my mark on this world. I want to leave my mark for righteousness. I want to leave my mark for Jesus' name on this earth. And all of you do too. I know you do. And God, we're just hungry right now. Lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. Palms pointed inward. Said, Lord, I receive right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I receive right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I receive right now in the name of Jesus Christ what you have for me. This end time anointing. This end time touch. This end time move, Lord, that you want. I want in on it in the name of Jesus. Come on, don't let it. Don't let this moment pass by. Get a hold of it. Get a hold of it. Now, after you say it in English, I want you to speak in the Spirit if you can. Let the Holy Ghost seal what he's doing. He me under my casini on the Bahai. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, we want in on this thing. We want in on the move of the Holy Ghost. We want to be a church God for this last day harvest. We want to be a church Lord to help bring the harvest in. We want to be a people God to be an influencer in others' lives in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Now, Mahasa, come on, keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord right now. Hadi Baha'i. He ain't my Mosha, no Moko, Shatahaya Baha'i. Oh, yeah. Hadi Anamona, no Mama Mahaya. Yeah, no Mota. In the name of Jesus. Who just can't stop praising his name? No one just can't stop praising his name. Hallelujah. Lord, lock us in. Lord, lock us in. Let us be focused. Let us be focused in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Praising his name, no, I just can't stop. Praising his name, no, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. If you need healing in your body right now, lift your hands to the Lord to get it. Lift your hands to the Lord if you need it right now. Right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you see every hand. You know every need right now physically. Lord, your word says you sent your word and healed them. I send your word right now to each of these lifted hands. God, bring healing right now. Let us start as a burning fire. Take In the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to begin to talk to that pain. Pain leave now in the name of Jesus. Pain be gone now in the name of Jesus. I curse you in Jesus' name. Come on now. You're walking in authority. You're walking in authority. He gave you authority over all the power of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody get a touch? Anybody get your touch? Sister Susan got her touch. Anybody else get a touch? Sister Sylvia, your pain gone? Hallelujah. Anybody else? Come on now. Start talking to that pain. It's your pain. You might as well tell it what to do. In the name of Jesus, God, you're able to correct. You're able, Lord, to relieve. You're able, Lord, to move. You're able, Lord, to remove in the name of Jesus. Without surgery, without procedure, you're able, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Let's sing it one more time before we go. Let's do it. Oh, let's sing it one more time. Can't stop. Can't stop. Praise Hallelujah. Leave me a la motion a la mahaya. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, take, take your spirit, Lord, and seal the word in us today. See, O oh Lord, your work in us today. Those that have been set free from pain, that pain's going to try to come back. So, Lord, we seal that healing in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, put in our mouth a word of authority that when that pain tries to come back, we say, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not coming back. You've left once in Jesus' name. You're not coming back. Get on out of here in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord, we pray. So, Lord, now, let that fire go with us. Let us walk out of this place, God, as the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Let us walk out of here to give light to a dark world, 
to give comfort and warmth to a dark world, to give shade to a scorching hot world. Wherever we go, Lord, let us be salt and infect and influence the lives of others in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just pray again for an anointing to come on us as we fast, that we break chains of darkness. Lord, we are in a struggle between good versus evil, and evil is going to lie, and evil is going to misrepresent, and evil is going to do whatever it can. It's not fair. It's going to cheat. It's going to do whatever it can. So, Lord, expose evil in these days to come in the name of Jesus. Expose evil in the name of Jesus Christ. Move mightily, Lord, in this country. Move mightily on in this earth, Lord. Let us be part of this last move, this last harvest that you're going to pull out of the earth. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Somebody said, in Jesus' name. Say it again, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're dismissed. Greet each other. Love on each other at a distance. Social distance and love. Make sure you see Jamie. Everybody meet Jamie. She's shy. Amen. Amen.